Welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast. If you love tennis and want to improve your game, this podcast is for you. Whether it's technique, strategy, equipment, or the mental game, tennis professional Ian Westerman is here to make you a better player. And now, here's Ian. Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, experts, tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Tennis Express. Well, I've got a great guest on today's show. Many of you are familiar with him already. His name is Steve Beck. He's a certified personal trainer. He's been on the podcast before, and he's been doing some great videos with me that I've been releasing on EssentialTennis.com as well, showing you how you can increase your tennis performance through fitness. And I mentioned last week I had an announcement for this week, and that announcement is Steve and I have just released a free course that's, that is designed to teach you how to increase your overall tennis fitness so that you can become a higher level, more effective player. And you can check that out anytime this week, uh, all the way up until July 27th by going to completetennisfitness.com, completetennisfitness.com. And uh, in, that, in that course, you're going to learn how to increase your speed and quickness, how to become stronger, and how to increase your flexibility, all in tennis-specific ways. Really simple drills and exercises that all of you listening can do either in the comfort of your own home or at your local tennis court. Really simple stuff. You don't need a gym full of equipment or special training you know, gear, exercise equipment at home or, or, or big periods of time either. It's really simple things. So go check it out. Again, that's CompleteTennisFitness.com, available only until July 27th. And with that, let's go ahead and get to my talk with Steve today about tennis, fitness, and increasing your performance on the court. Sit back, relax, and get ready for some great tennis instruction. My guest today on the Essential Tennis Podcast is certified personal trainer Steve Beck. Steve, thank you so much for being on the uh, the line with me here and spending some time with me to talk to my listeners about fitness and tennis performance. Ian, it's always a pleasure to be back with you, and uh, I'm looking forward to throwing out some knowledge for your fans. Awesome. Well, Steve and I have been working on a, a little project together, and we're going to be talking to all of you listening about that in a couple minutes. But first, Steve, I, I kind of wanted to, to have you spend just a minute or two, and, and please tell everybody listening at home, a little bit about your background in uh, fitness, and I know that you're, you're certified now as well, and you're, you're actually kind of pursuing a, um, a full-time career, hopefully, I, eventually, I know is your, your goal, um, in fitness, which is great. Um, so please tell people a little bit about your background in that, where you're at right now, and what you're hoping to do in fitness. Yeah, sure, man. Um, I've been in the gym and training hard for you know the past 18 years, working out. It's become a real passion of mine. It's something that I've always, obviously, really enjoyed doing, and it's you know kind of something that I've built into my lifestyle. Just um, you know, in an effort to be more fit long term, to be stronger, obviously to you know look better when I look at myself in the mirror. Um, but recently, <laughs> it's become you know also a motivation. I picked up um, tennis you know, pretty hardcore about seven or eight years ago. And obviously 
I was, you know, pretty athletic and, and had a good athletic background. I played baseball as a kid and played lots of sports and everything like that. Um, but tennis was a real challenge for me and something that took me a long time to get good at. But what I immediately saw was I was one of the uh, more fit guys on the court, and that afforded me a lot of success just by, you know, being able to run around, being able to be quick, being able to be mobile on the court, and, you know, all kinds of things like that. So I immediately saw the benefit of, you know, being stronger, being faster, being quicker, being more mobile, and all those things helped me, you know, to be a, a better tennis athlete. And so I'm at about, you know, I play at about a 4-0 level at my local club. I'm not a club. I'm not USTA ranked at the moment, but I will be, you know, participating in our 4-0 ladder uh, locally, which has some pretty stiff nice. competition. So I've got to, you know, brush up on my game. I need to, uh, you know, go back and rehash some old episodes of the Essential Tennis Podcast <laughs> and uh, brush up on the mental thing and, and upon some, uh, you know, technique things as well. But, um, you know, so far as fitness goes, it's obviously a big passion of mine. And I recently, in the last couple of years, really wanted to figure out how I could leverage my knowledge into helping you know, not only tennis players, but just people in general being healthy, um, you know, helping them to be healthier, to be fitter, uh, to eat better, you know, all the kind of things that we think about when we think of uh, being more fit. And so at the beginning of the year, I got my uh, certification through the American College of Sports Medicine. Um, it's one of the, you know, better certifications out there you can get. I spent the money and spent the time to, you know, to go in, and to achieve that, and I'm really happy about that. And then, you know, I've I've also started uh, you know, training, um, you know, picked up, picked that up as kind of a, a, a side job at the moment with, like you said, the intent of going full-time at some point. Um, I'd love to be able to obviously work with, with, uh, tennis, uh, or golf athletes. Um, they have a lot in common because they're both rotational sports, as you know, mm-hmm. and they yeah. have a lot of, you know, kind of common ties. And so, you know, it's just something that, um, I really, um, you know, enjoyed getting into and learning more about. And, you know, people don't have, you know, the time on their hands to, you know, go out and do the research and to go out and figure out what works and what doesn't work. And that's kind of right. where I come in as a trainer is, is you know, harnessing my love and my passion, kind of like you do for tennis and translating that for, you know, the recreational athletes so they can get better and so they can, you know, live a more healthy, productive life, be stronger, and, you know, kind of all the benefits that we see out of fitness. Well, Steve is a real modest guy, but I, I want to give all of you listening an idea of the level that he's taken it to as, as far as his strength training is concerned, concerned. Steve, I saw the video that you posted on Facebook a couple of days ago. Now, what, is that a, um, a deadlift that you were doing there? Yeah, that's a uh, traditional um, you know, standard deadlift that I was doing. Uh, tell everybody how much weight was on that bar. Um, I only had 405 pounds on there, so that's only <laughs> a little over twice my body weight, which is not, I weigh 185 pounds and I'm five, nine and a half with my good shoes on. So I'm not a big guy and I'm not, you know, probably a physically imposing specimen. And that's a decent amount of weight for me. Um, I mean, my maximum deadlift at this point is 500, which was a goal that I've had. Wow. Um, you know, so it's, you know, something that, you know, again, I, I I'm fairly strong for, for my size, but, uh, you know, I just posted up to, to give some technique cues for the guys and actually put up a post on, on, uh, ET, uh, the forums there for the, for the members there that have been asking about things like that. Well, I, I want to ask you specifically about strength, like, like what you're talking about that, well, I, I'm going to get ahead of myself here. I don't want to get ahead of myself. So we're going to save that for just a little bit later in our talk. And w- with that, I want to shift over to what we've been working on together 
and that's a fitness course specifically for tennis players. And in starting off our conversation about that and in talking about all the benefits that my listeners and, and every t- recreational tennis player can get out of focusing on fitness and training their body to, to get the most out of their time on the courts, I, I want to quickly talk with you about a pattern that I've seen in recreational players, and that is they seem to think that by just hitting tennis balls and running around on the courts and playing at high intensity level, which is great, by the way, but uh, it's great on its own. But it seems to me that a lot of recreational players think that just by doing that, they're getting their bodies in great shape and they're, they're basically doing all they can to get the most out of their bodies. And that's just not true, is it? No, you, you're absolutely right, and you hit the nail on the head there. And I, I kind of um, think it's a, a relative perspective. You know, if you're not doing, you know, say anything else, if you're not going to the gym, if you're not getting the recommended, you know, 30 minutes of activity that, um, you know, most folks recommend today, either through walking or through, you know, doing running or whatever, you know, activity that it will be during the day, um, you know, that tennis is a, is a great, you know, and can be a great um, exercise. And, and, that, and truly, that's all it is for most people is maybe a pastime. Um, but I kind of liken it and bring it over to, you know, when I'm training clients. If they're just coming in the gym and they're hitting the treadmill for 30, 45 minutes or an hour and doing some light cardio and they're expecting to get, you know, bigger and stronger and burn fat, um, is that the absolute best thing that they can do for it? No, it's not. I mean, if you really want to accelerate um, your fitness and really get into good shape, you've got to kind of go to the next level and you've got to have a program laid out and you've got to have some goals and be doing specific things to uh, implement, you know, and enhance kind of, you know, and to get you where you want to go. And it's it's the exact same thing on the tennis court. If, if all you want to do is be, uh, you know, keep your uh, you know, cardiovascular endurance, you know, elevate that just a little bit, um, you know, and have a good time, then, you know, going out and playing two or three or four times a week is, would maybe do that for you. But, you know, most people, and I think most of your audience, they're not content with that. They want to get right. better. They want to <laughs> get faster and they want to, you know, not only, um, you know, tennis has become such a physical game and an athletic game today. You watch the top guys playing tennis and they are truly, top-level, elite, world-class athletes. And they don't get there by accident. You know, they have physios and they have trainers and they spend hours and hours and hours not only hitting tennis balls but working out in the gym, strengthening their body, doing the exercises, doing the mobility work, doing all those things that it takes to get them to the next level. And I think that's kind of what your audience is looking for is is, um, something to help them get there. And so, you know, the program that, uh, you know, the work that you and I have been doing, is really designed to help the people that, you know, kind of want that brass ring and want to improve themselves in that area. It's giving giving them an avenue and giving them the information and giving them exactly the steps that they need to take in order to get there. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's really what Steve and I have set out to do is put together an A to Z, you know, how to, a series of steps, you know, instructions, a course on exactly what you can do to make yourself a faster, stronger, more injury-resistant athlete. And I'm really excited with what we've put together, Steve. And, and with that, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about it. And, and, and Steve and I have, um, have put together kind of a, a sample, a, a kind of a free sample course that's going to give you a, a really nice overview of all the major areas, you know, all the broad 
uh, main areas that we're going to be talking about in, in the full course. And really, you're going to learn a lot by watching the free course that we have coming out this week. Um, it's starting on Monday. That's tomorrow. Steve and I record, are recording this uh, Sunday night. But it's going to begin on Monday, July 18th, and it's going to run through July 27th, the following Wednesday. So totally free video instructional course on how you can become a better tennis player through the use of fitness. And with that, I want to talk about the the main areas we're going to be covering in that free course, Steve. And let's kind of go in order here. The, the first video that I'm going to be releasing tomorrow is about speed and quickness. So let's talk for a couple minutes here about you know, that area kind of seems self-explanatory for tennis players, but let's talk about it just for a couple of minutes. Talk about some of the exercises that my listeners can do to improve their speed and quickness and exactly how that's going to translate into making them better and a a higher level player on the court. Sure. I I think one of the first kind of layers, uh, and I get, you you, uh, we'd like to talk about layering a lot, you know, in the, in the tennis world and building instruction. That's kind of one of the things that I use with my clients, but building, you know, uh, from building a solid foundation. And one of the things that is really easy, well, I'll say relatively easy um, to improve is, is areas of speed and quickness. You know, the more, the faster you are and the quicker you are around the court, the better, and the more balls that you can get to, the more balls that you can get back and play. Uh, the more prepared you'll be to hit, you know, a specific shot, the faster you can recover. I mean, you know, the list goes on and on as to what speed and quickness will do for you on the court. And so the, the kind of cool things and easy things that we put together for, you know, your listeners are just some basic, you know, sprinting drills and, and uh, tennis-specific drills that are out on, you know, they can do out on the court with nothing more than, um, you know, some tennis balls and, uh, you know, maybe a cone or two or some markers put on the court. Uh, we put some together some really cool stuff that is, you know, easy to set up, and yeah, it takes some effort, and it's it's you know going to get you, um, you know, hot and sweaty, but uh, you know nothing <laughs> nothing uh, comes without effort, right? Uh, yep. So we've got some really cool stuff set up that's just going to improve those areas. You know, we we set up the spider drill, um, we set up the uh, you know from where you set the racket up at the beginning and go out and fe- you know at the baseline and go out and fetch different balls. You work on change of direction, you work on explosive strength, you work on decelerative uh, elements. Uh, of that drill, we we set up the figure eight drill, which has a, a really specific tennis footwork element, and also some more explosive speed with the sprint work that's involved in that drill. So just those two, you know, if you were to go out and do those, you know, four times a week, you know, spend 30 minutes doing them, you're going to see huge benefits doing it. And that, again, those are kind of things that you know the pros are doing. They're working on, um, you know, things that don't necessarily um, involve their tennis strokes or technique but they're working on things that make them faster and are strengthening their body and are enabling them to, you know, get into, uh, you know, better position to hit the ball. You know, if we just watched, um, you know, Wimbledon and the athleticism of the top guys of Nadal, of Djokovic, of Federer, those guys are like lightning around the court. And, again, it doesn't happen by accident. It happens through concerted effort and working specifically toward that. And that's obviously one uh, area that we've really addressed in the program. Yeah, I I think that footwork traditionally is something that's really, really not talked about enough in tennis instruction. Now, obviously, you know, Will over at Fuzzy Yellow Balls and their, their recent course that they, they just went through and accepted new uh, students into, they talk a lot about footwork. But besides Will, I don't, even online, I don't see a lot of instruction out there about 
specific footwork for tennis and in speed and quickness and different types of steps and lateral movements and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's really important and really most so because, yeah, you can work on that forehand or that backhand or that volley technique, but what good does all that repetition and all of that practice do if when the time comes to hit it in an actual match, you can't actually get to the right spot on the court in time, or, or maybe you get to the right spot on the court, but you're not used to exerting yourself maybe at that speed. And so you, you get there out of balance. And so you're not actually able to use the technique that you've worked on. So I, I think it's super, super important, obviously. Yeah, definitely. You can have a, you know, a six O level forehand, but if the ball is 10 feet away from you, that ain't doing any good. <laughs> and I, you know, I myself, I think I have six O level quickness, but I have about a three O level forehand. So you know, no, it kind of no, works no. out that way. <laughs> well, um, all right, I, I want to move on to the next uh, area here in the course because I think it's one that probably has the most misunderstanding uh, about it, and that is the area of strength. And, well, I'll tell you what, let me let you introduce this area first. Tell my listeners what kind of things that we go over in the free course that they can check out uh, this week and next week, and I'll have a couple of questions for, uh, for you after that. Sure. Uh, you know, when we talk about strength, you know, the first kind of image we conjure is, you know, maybe a muscle and fitness magazine with this guy who's, <laughs> you know, way, spent too much, way too much time in the tanning booth and, uh, you know, did a full body shave that morning. And you can see every, <laughs> every you know, muscle rippling out of his body. And he's right. just, you know, huge, look like he's been, you know, taking steroids and eating steak every hour on the hour for the past three years. And that's not what we're talking about. Those, you know, obviously... Uh, you know, we talk about strength and building the body. It takes a ton of effort to, you know, get to look like one of those guys. And that's not the kind of thing we're addressing. We're addressing levels of, you know, what we I like to call, you know, maybe requisite strength or functional strength, things that are going to, you know, enable you to uh, put your body in some of the extreme situations <clears throat> that we see, you know, on the tennis court and be able to recover from those, be able to, again, have that uh, element of explosive power. Um, strength also, you know, addresses, obviously, it's, we're talking about strength, we're talking about getting muscles stronger. And when we, when we strengthen muscles properly, it, it does a lot of things for us. It, it um, you know, can adjust posture. It uh, gives us, uh, you know, more confidence. It, it, you know, when we're building more muscles, we're, we're developing more um, effort or more ability rather to, you know, move quickly. Um, kind of the analogy I like to use is two cars side by side. You know, the one with the bigger motor is going to go faster and is going to get from point A to point B a lot quicker. And it's really no different in strength. You know, obviously we're not trying to build an elite level NFL athlete, you know, guys that are, you know, 250 pounds of nothing but muscle, but we do need to, um, you know, shore up areas that, you know, are, are of weakness in our day-to-day lives. And that's in, you know, kind of goes from head to toe. It's in the, the calves, the legs, the back, the shoulders, you know, those things, you know, help us to insulate from injury. And they just also, you know, enable more explosive power. Tennis is an explosive sport and requires, um, you know, a lot of strength to play if you want to play at a high level or a higher level than what you are. And so we're giving people, you know, by showing them what to do and make themselves stronger, we're kind of giving them almost an unfair advantage. You know, you may not have to, you know, have a better tennis stroke, but by being stronger, you're going to be able to naturally put more power on the ball. You're going to be able to transfer more power from the ground up from your legs, 
you know, through your arms and shoulders, through to the tennis racket and to the ball. And so, you know, you may not even see a, a, a benefit in increased technique, but I think, you know, your tennis game will get better just by being able to be stronger. Now, please correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, but am I correct in saying that in general, working on our muscles to make them stronger doesn't necessarily mean that they physically get bigger, you know, and we're, and we're going to, and just by doing strengthening exercises that we're physically going to become bigger or like that muscle bound kind of uh, picture that people get. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it, it just, it takes a lot of effort to get there. And, and like, you know, we've talked about in the past, I've been working out for, you know, 18 years and I'm not a big guy by any means. I'm maybe, you know, maybe a little bit above average weight and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty powerful and a pretty strong guy, but I'm not huge. Um, I don't, I, we played tennis together several times. I don't think you'd, um, you know, say that I'm muscle bound or, you know, unable to get around quickly. I think just the opposite, you know, I'm, I'm able to move really quickly around the court to have good recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, it, it takes a, a lot of effort and a lot of heavy lifting in order to transform your body. And so, you know, we're not, we're not going for that. You know, if you, and again, if you look at the top tennis athletes, they're not huge, but you know, if, when Rafa takes a shirt off, you can tell he's been working out, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can tell he hadn't been, you know, sitting around eating fried chicken and potato chips and, and sitting on the couch. He's been, he's been working out and he's been working his body and improving his strength. So, you know, again, it's not that we're trying to, you know, build big, huge, strong people, but we are trying to shore up areas of strength, shore up muscle imbalances, making sure that our, you know, left leg is as strong as our right leg, our left shoulder is as strong as our right shoulder. Tennis is kind of a, a one-sided sport. You know, for me, I'm a righty, um, so I get a lot of work on my right arm and my right shoulder, and I don't want my left arm and left shoulder to be, you know, really weaker because that over time can, you know, promote a lot of muscle imbalances, can lead to injuries, all kinds of bad things when we have those muscle imbalances. So we're, we're designing this in a way that, um, you know, really kind of, again, shores up those weak areas of the body. Yeah, and and listen, for, for everybody at home listening, Steve is Steve is not big compared to, like, a world-class bodybuilder or somebody who that's what they do um but steve would you agree with me that compared to your average tennis player you're a pretty big guy yeah um yeah i might be bigger than your average guy (laughs) your average guy as steve said he's been working on you know lifting and and strength training for a long time and so he's definitely bigger than your average tennis player and yet i will 100 percent vouch for Steve's ability to be still move very efficiently and smoothly. And Steve has a one-handed backhand that's real smooth and fluid, even though, you know, compared to me, I mean, when you, when you go watch the videos uh, at uh, completetennisfitness.com and you see Steve standing next to me, you know, he, he looks like a, a huge guy, but that's compared to me. You know, I, I'm real thin and, well, Steve and I are just very different body types. But um, I just want to be real clear that by strength training that doesn't, I I think that there's just a huge misconception that by training our muscles to become stronger, we somehow limit our range of motion automatically. And that's just absolutely not the case. I I just want to be really clear about that. Yeah, it's absolutely not. I mean, physiologically, you know, there's, and even if we go to the extreme, there's some, you know, 280 pound bodybuilders out there that can do splits and are, you know, more flexible than you and me combined. And so, again, it's, it's how you work out. And, and obviously, if you're using maximal loads and you can, you know, there's kind of, as a trainer, I don't design programs for people very often that are 
are designed to make them big and huge. I design programs for them to get them up to a requisite level of strength. I design programs for them to, you know, get, um, you know, their core stronger like it needs to be, which leads to helping out, uh, you know, a lot of people have lower back pain. Well, lower back pain, nine times out of ten, comes from a weak core and weak glutes and hamstrings. And so we just, again, we just look at those areas that are weak right now and figure out how to make the body work the way it was designed to work. And that doesn't involve, you know, loading you up with a 500-pound barbell on your back all the time. It's, <laughs> right. it's working smarter. It's, it's we're just working the muscles through the natural range of motion that they were designed to work through. And it's just, you know, again, working smarter. We're not, you know, we're, again, we're not out to make, you know, big, huge bodybuilders. We're out to make athletes. One more thing about strength I want to, to touch on before we move to our last uh, section of the, the free course at CompleteTennisFitness.com uh, this week, and that has to do with accelerating the racket. Uh, Steve, earlier in your strength, um, it, when you were talking about the strength area, you talked about the increased strength leading to power being able to move us around the court faster, but talk just for a minute or two about increased strength also meaning that we could accelerate the racket faster and what that means for tennis players. Because I think that's something that most of my listeners probably haven't put together yet as far as strength, uh, increased strength and being able to get more out of their strokes. Yeah, absolutely. Think about uh, a really easy visual for people to kind of think about is the, the modern forehand. <clears throat> the modern forehand is, is, you know, we'll talk about an open stance forehand. Everybody knows what that is. And with the open stance forehand, you're really – loading up the legs, right, and using the muscles of the calves and the quadriceps to really explosively build power that comes up from the legs, it goes through the core, it's transferred into that, you know, coiled position that the upper body has, and really, you know, we kind of think about a big, you know, hefty forehand that leads with the shoulders and leads through the hips, well, all that power is coming through, you know, is coming through the legs. And so, you know, I'll just ask a simple question. Do you think that you could hit a bigger shot with weaker legs or stronger legs? You know, it's a um, no-brainer. Probably stronger. <laughs> yeah, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> You're going to want to have stronger legs. That doesn't mean we have, you know, huge, you know, 30-inch, you know, quadriceps and, and upper legs, but it means that we, uh, you know, specifically train those muscles in order to get them stronger. If you think about, you know, the core muscles, you know, we got there's a, a huge rotational element in tennis. And, and again, go back to the forehand analogy. Um, you know, our, our upper body is coiled, um, you, know, you know, 90 degrees toward the baseline. Um, all those muscles are stretched and, and tightened like a rubber band. And then in order to explosively swing forward into the ball, you've got to actively turn that core and actively lead with that front shoulder and that front hip. Um, you know, and again, is, is a stronger or weaker core going to be able to produce more power? Well, a stronger core is. Um, you know, again, uh, think about a serve. If you strengthen up your shoulder, um, a lot of people have, you know, bad posture, um, and, and need to, you know, some correction in that area, and that's certainly something that we address with some corrective technique, but also some strengthening of the back and the shoulder muscles. And so if you're going up to hit a serve, you know, a lot of that power comes, again, starts at the ground, goes to the core, heads up to the shoulder. It's, it's important to have a, a flexible and strong shoulder in order to really put a hurting on that ball and, and hit a, you know, everybody wants to hit that 100-mile-per-hour mark on their serve. And so, again, is a, is a stronger or weaker shoulder going to get you there? So, again, it's kind of a no-brainer. I mean, even if you're only 
uh, doing some, you know, some things that moderately strengthen those areas, you're automatically going to see a, a ton of benefit from that on the tennis court, from just being able to, you know, your muscles are going to know how to work in conjunction with the other. And I know on your, your podcast you reference a lot the kinetic chain. And mm-hmm. the kinetic chain is, you know, just basically what I just described, the transfer of power from the lower body to the upper body. And so working, uh, properly working muscles that are more stronger and more powerful are going to increase the power that we're able to produce and increase the the pace and the spin that we're able to put on the ball at the same time. Does that kind of answer your question there? Absolutely. <laughs> and we're getting short on time, so I, I'm sorry. I don't I don't mean to cut it short, but I want to make sure we touch on the last part of our uh, free course that we're putting out this week as well, and that is mobility. Uh, please tell everybody what mobility means for them and their their tennis game, and and what you mean by mobility. Yeah, that's uh, a term that um, is used in in modern strength training circles. Not only, obviously, it's it's mobility, being mobile, and obviously being able to move. But if you think you know, think about breaking it down instead of the whole body, just down into joints. Mobility, to me, to me is um, has a flexibility element as well as just allowing a specific joint to move in its natural range of motion. Again, we talked about um, the shoulder, and a good example is um, if you slouch your shoulders and kind of hunch your, you know, hunch your shoulders forward and then try to reach as far as you can over your head with your arms extended, you can't reach very far overhead. Now, if you uh, sit <laughs> that up straight... It doesn't feel very athletic, by the way. Right, and if you sit up <laughs> straight and have your, you know, your shoulders back and your chest stuck a little bit forward, and you try to reach up over your head, you can reach a lot farther. And so that's just kind of a simple analogy that I would use to describe mobility. It's just, um, you know, ways that we make the body move that are, again, uh, in the way that we uh, that the body is designed to move in. And so um, when we talk about mobility in, in the strength training circle or in, you know, training circles, uh, we do a lot of pre-work and, and kind of pre-workout work is is where we, um, you know, activate the muscles as to where we get the body moving with proper posture in, you know, in effective and functional ranges of motion. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. So, so how does that translate? Uh, well, you talked about better range of motion, and so I can imagine that that definitely translates into uh, better potential as far as technique is, is concerned, being able to accelerate the racket or, or perform swing techniques better or more athletically. Mm-hmm. But let's talk quickly about what that means as far as preventing injury for my, my listeners. Sure. Uh, again, if, you, if you're thinking about you know, the, the shoulder, let's take the shoulder, for example. The shoulder is mm-hmm. the most flexible um, joint in the body. And if you, if you just kind of move your arm around in every direction that you can possibly move it in, you know, that's, that's a huge range of motion. And for me, in my early tennis years, I know from just playing a ton, I mean, I was out on the court, you know, four or five times a week um, for a couple hours at a time, hitting balls, hitting balls, and but I wasn't doing anything to specifically address mobility. And over time, I got issues in my rhomboid, which is a muscle in and around your shoulder blade area. I've got, you know, had issues, you know, just pain in my trapezius where I'd just be super sore because I wasn't addressing, doing any kind of corrective or prehabilitation exercises or movements in order to facilitate a greater, uh, you know, more freer range of motion in that area. And it's not all about stretching, you know, like a static stretch that you would think, but it's about, you know, warming up and, and kind of getting that muscle activated to move in the way that it was designed to move. 
Awesome. Well, obviously, really important stuff, especially for those of my listeners who play tennis on a very regular basis, and also especially for those of my listeners who have played for a really long period of time, you know, and after a while, the the body just doesn't react as well to a lot of physical activity. And so it's super important to keep it healthy and keep it mobile, isn't it? Definitely. And I'm, I'm 38 years old and, you know, I'm, I'm peeking over the hill at 40, right? And so I'm finding <laughs> out that if, uh, you know, I want to keep doing what I'm doing, obviously training is a huge passion of mine and I've got some some goals that I want to achieve in the weight room. Uh, but I can tell you, honestly, since I've started, you know, uh, incorporating, you know, areas of mobility and, and obviously flexibility goes along with that and some soft tissue work that, w- that we talk about as well. Um, I, w- as I started incorporating those things into my routine, I'm a lot less, I'm, I'm way more pain-free I'm able to, you know, go out and, you know, lift weights, you know, in the afternoon and, you know, I'll go and play tennis for a couple hours and I can come home and do some soft tissue work and some mobility work and I feel right as rain. And so it's it's hugely important, you know, as we get older and we can also address some, you know, pre-existing postural problems uh, or muscle pain or joint pain that we've been having just through, you know, some very simple stuff that uh, I think will will pay huge dividends. And most importantly, you know, we all want to spend more time on the tennis court, right? We don't want to yep. spend time being injured. We don't want to spend time hurting nope. and pain, having <laughs> to pop ibuprofen, all that good stuff. No, so no, yeah. those are kind of things that we can really, those things that we can mitigate with just incorporating some very simple stuff that we show in the, in intercourse work there. Well, as as all of you can definitely hear, Steve really knows what he's talking about when it comes to fitness. And as it relates to the tennis player, I, I love the fact, Steve, that you're not only a really enthusiastic person about fitness and training and conditioning, but you feel the same way about tennis as well. And so that that combination is really what drew me towards wanting to do this this course with you. And with that, I just want to tell everybody listening that you need to check this out. And the, the free course, again, is available from July 18th until July 27th. It's going to come down on July 27th. So check it out before then, please, so that you get all of the free information that we're putting out there. And that's going to consist of three videos. And all three videos give you specific actionable drills and exercises that you can go start doing right now to improve all of these different areas, speed and quickness, strength, and mobility. And at the end of that free course, we're going to make available a full comprehensive course. I mean, a comprehensive really doesn't even do it justice. It covers every part of tennis fitness, and you'll be guided through that step-by-step by Steve and myself uh, throughout the entire process of going through the course. Um, To check out the free course, there's absolutely no obligation at all. All you need to do is just put in your email address and you can go check out all three videos um, as they become available. And Steve, I want to thank you so much for for spending the time to put this this course together. I mean, Steve is the mastermind behind it. He's the one that really designed it and put it together. And I'm really excited to share all this stuff with, with everybody listening, Steve. Yeah, I'm really excited too, and and that's one of the reasons why I got into personal training in the first place is because I love to help people, and I love to you know be able to give people you know quote unquote secrets, which aren't really secrets, but you know they're things that they wouldn't necessarily know or find out on their own, 
in sure. order to make them better. And when they and when people start seeing improvements in themselves and they start getting more confident and they get stronger and they get quicker and they feel better, that's the payoff for me. And I, like I said, that's a, a huge passion of mine is is just helping people. And now that I can combine that with tennis and you know help the help you know people be better tennis players and quicker tennis players and faster and more injury resistant and more mobile, man, that's that's just awesome for me. I really I'm really excited about uh, about seeing some results from folks. All right. Well, with that, we're going to wrap things up because we're <laughs> well over time already. But uh, as you all can tell, Steve and I could have easily talked a lot longer about these areas. So go to the free course and get everything that we have to give you guys in those three areas. Again, you can do that by going to completetennisfitness.com and you'll get immediate access to that first video. Or depending on when you go sign up, there'll be, there'll be three videos uh, total. Uh, again, speed and quickness, strength and mobility. Depending on when you sign up, it will, you know, you, you'll have different amounts of videos. But but at least the first one will be uh, available right away. So go watch the videos, see what we have to offer, start doing the the drills and exercises that Steve and I lay out, and leave us uh, some comments and, and questions below the videos as well. Um, so yeah, Steve, with that, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being a guest on the podcast again. And uh, thanks for working through Complete Tennis Fitness uh, with me and putting it together. Absolutely. It's been a blast and a really good time putting it together with you, and I really love working with you. And I'm really excited, uh, first and foremost, to hear back from people when they, when they start going through the videos. We really look forward to hearing your comments and, and look forward to interacting with everybody out there as well. All right, that does it for today's episode of the Essential Tennis Podcast, number 179. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to today's episode and listen to my conversation with Steve. I hope that you enjoyed it, and I hope that you learned something from our discussion. And please definitely go check out the free course that we've just released at completetennisfitness.com. We... (laughs) We really put a lot of time into it, uh, to be honest with you. And I, you know, I never put anything out there unless I'm very confident that it's going to be very helpful to the people that take the time to listen or watch whatever it is that I'm releasing. So definitely need to take the time to check it out when you get the chance. And again, it's only going to be available until July 27th. So, uh, and with that, typically at this uh, point in the show, I would read some uh, some comments and questions from last week's show, and there was a bunch of them. Really, really good feedback, and I really appreciate the time that those of you put in who who stopped by and left your comments and questions. And it was about losing a stroke, and got a bunch of feedback from players who said, "Yeah, it's happened to me. It's frustrating." Got some great questions. Today's podcast is already well over time, and I don't want to stretch it out any any longer. So I just simply want to say thank you to everybody who left comments and questions. And I just want to do a quick shout out. Jim, Chris, Mark, Natalie, Jody, Ed, and Keith. Really good feedback from all of you. And uh, I I replied to all of your comments and questions there. So always great to hear from those of you that listen to the show. And please do that for this show as well, for this episode, number 179. All you have to do is go to essentialtennis.com slash podcast. Click on episode 179. Leave your comments, your questions, and it'd be great to hear from you. All right, with that, I'm going to wrap up today's show. Thanks again for listening. Take care, and good luck with your tennis.